It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. This is Cooper Cassius for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. We're in Las Vegas. Delighted as always to be joined by the Gypsy King, Tyson Fury. I'm here, live and exclusive, Las Vegas, Nevada 2021, Fury Wilder 3, T-Mobile Arena, Saturday, October 9th. Be there or be square. Tickets still available at access.com. While stocks last. First of all, how's your daughter? She's fantastic. How's yours? Fantastic. There we are, that makes two of us. Bloody brilliant stuff. Um... Have you got funny ears? Like, the thing won't stick on them. It, you've got funny ears, haven't you? Like, the mask won't go behind it, will it? <laughs> Why do you feel that like wearing it? Obviously, you know. It's just falling off, slipping off. Um, yeah, thanks for that anyway. But you can see my ears are actually all right, yeah? Yeah, your ears are fine. I don't know what was up with that mask. Is this the most dangerous of the three? Um, not really, no. I wouldn't have thought so. First one was the most dangerous because I'd had three year out the ring, abused my body, only had two fights back in in a period of six months, and then fought the heavyweight champion of the world. So, if he was ever going to beat me, he would have beat me back then. And then I showed in the second fight that he ain't really all that compared to me. And then in the third fight, we'll see what he's going to do. He can only do two things, in my opinion, in boxing. He can either come forward like a lunatic, or he can run away. There's not he's going to go forward or back. He can't go sideways. He's not going to run, run around in a circle on his side. He can only go forward or come back throwing punches. It's always the same. In a boxing ring, you can never expect any surprises because there's never going to be a surprise because there's a man going to throw punches at your face and try and knock your spark out. So it's nothing new to me, that, because I've been doing this now 13 years as a pro and from being around about all my life, basically. Um, so it's nothing new for someone to throw punches at me and me try and get away from them or whatever, so... It is what it is. Are we naive into thinking that you approached the fight the same way you did the second fight? Because you told everyone what you were going to do in the second fight before no one believed you. You're now telling people again. So are we to believe that or is it a reverse psychology again? I don't know. Is it? Is it reverse psychology? I'm not sure. 
Might come out southpaw dancing. Who knows? What, what do you think the addition of Malik Scott? Zero. Nothing. I don't rate him at all as a trainer. Um, don't rate him as a fighter, even worse. I don't rate him as a trainer, and I don't rate Deontay Wilder as a man. And I don't rate him as a fighter either. I only rate him as a puncher, and that's it. You said in the grand arrival there that you used to respect him as a person, a family man, but over the last sort of three years, that opinion has changed. Why? Over the last, like, 20 months, it's changed. Now he's let his true colours out. Everyone can see what he really is. A real slimy little rat. And what we do with rats, we exterminate them. I'm going to have animal rights on me now, aren't I? But they are vermin, so... And he's a piece of vermin. He is a vermin. Look at him on that. He looks like a rat on that picture, actually. So, yeah. Is that... I'm going to exterminate the rat. That's what I'm going to do. His constant remarks about <clears throat> you cheating and that you're going to cheat again this week. Is he already putting thoughts into people's heads by these comments? Yeah, I'm not, I, I'm not sure. Maybe a friend's going to do it. <laughs> cheating so I'm not sure where we start with this because first of all it's the costume then it was the referee then he had a torn bicep and a shoulder problem then it was his trainer then he had his water drugged in the changing room with muscle relaxer then I weighted my gloves First of all, it was I put egg weights in my gloves. And then they found out that I didn't even add my gloves on back to front or some shite. I didn't have my hands in the gloves. Then it was the Nevada Athletic State Commission, because they were in it as well. And, and his trainer that he's still with, JD, has because he was in the room while I was getting bandaged up and all that, and he saw everything. So, got a bit of pull, haven't I? Well, I can do all that. The only person he hasn't accused is, he hasn't accused me kids of doing anything yet, but I'm optimistic that he probably might. So, yeah. Do you feel like, obviously, there's... I feel like Deontay Wilder feels like it's cheating because I punch him in the face. Hey, that's a cheat move. Can't do that. You know, at the end of the day, this is boxing, and you're going to get punched. That's what we're here to do. So if you don't want to get punched in the face and say it's a cheat move, well, play basketball. Because in this game, you're going to get hit, no matter what. Can't go swimming and not get wet. If he had these concerns over the second fight, what has he done to your knowledge to ensure that these things that he's saying don't happen for fight three? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> he hasn't done anything. He hasn't took any extra precautions to make sure that I don't cheat again. Maybe chop me two arms off. Then I can't punch him in the face, that cheap move that I do. Turbo pad. So it's, uh, it is what it is. Deontay, maybe if he would have come up with one excuse and stuck to that, then he could have kept going. But to come out with 30 or 40 different excuses, it's not even laughable. It's just like you feel sorry for him because he's been undefeated for a long time, since 2000 and whatever, and lost his zero. It obviously, it's destroyed him mentally. He can't go out in public anymore. Can't be the big man round. Um, his little town of Alabama and that's it Tuscaloosa rather and that's him because every time he goes and gives it the big and they go ah shut up you got beat by the fat ball then kid sit down and that's what you're going to deal with innit and that's if I got beat and knocked out that's what I'd have to deal with because if I was going anywhere giving it the big and they'd say shut the fuck up you just got knocked out 
And that's what happens in boxing. Boxing's a very fickle sport, and you're only as good as your last fight. And Deontay Wilder's last fight was a lot of shit for him. And my last fight was impeccable for me. So, reputation-wise, I'm flying high at the moment. I've been for the last 20 months. And that's it. Not much more I can say about it, really. But other than the fact that he's an idiot, and he's stupid, and he's silly. And that's it. You said out there you hope he has improved by 40 or 50%. You want a better version of him in there? I do, because last fight year, I trained for a real hard fight. Even this fight, I've sparred so many rounds, round after round after round, man after man after man. Took a load of punches, you know, took me battles and bruises. And I'm, I'm, I'm ready for a tough fight. Whatever it may be, I'm ready for a war for 12 rounds or I'm ready for a boxing match for 12 rounds. However he wants to pick his poison, he can have it. Because that's all he's getting is poison, rat poison. Are you anticipating him out the blocks first round trying to take you out? If he does that, it's better for me. But I am anticipating him getting on his bike and jabbing and moving until I clip him up the head and he falls over. 20 months you would have been out of the ring and he would have been out of the ring. What's that going to tell come fight night? Anything or nothing? You know what? We're all 20 months older. Which boxing's a young man's game, he's 35, I'm 33. So we're getting a bit long in the tooth for this. But you know, um, it seems to be every time I get in a good role, some shit happens in my life. Whether it's my own problems with mental health or whatever, or the world goes fucked up. But it seems to be that it's my luck, innit? I should have had another three or four fights by now in 20 months as a world heavyweight champion, but I haven't. But the good thing about this is, only thing I can take from it is, I've been out the ring before for long periods of time where Deontay Wilder hasn't throughout his career, he's always had one or two, three fights a year. So it'll probably play into my hands, the inactivity, because I'm used to it. Deontay Wilder's not. And he's had a lot more time to think about his beating that he got, sink in a bit more. And obviously he's still, he's still taking it to heart because he keeps talking about to himself and he cheated, man, he cheated. You know, when you're telling yourself a lot of shite that someone cheated, because that's the only way you can overcome your problems, then you're in real trouble. That's it. A lot of people I've spoken to are almost expecting you to walk through him again to really believe that it is that straightforward, this fight for you, because it surely isn't with someone like Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder is a good puncher, isn't he? And he's always dangerous. And we'll see, but after the second fight, it wasn't even a contest, so it was a pretty easy fight, so I can see where people are coming from. Um, but he's always dangerous. As we've seen the other day with Joshua, we got beat by Usek. The heavyweight landscape can change all the time, and he is a dangerous man. So unless I start taking my focus off him, start looking outside the ring and playing games, then I could get caught. But all the time I'm in there, focused and ready for what he's bringing, then I should be all right. Never can tell. He might hit me one time, knock me spark out. Who knows? That's why we pay pay-per-view, innit, to watch a big fight. Because if we all knew the, the answer to, the, to what was going to win, you just go and put all your money on the, the person you know is going to win. Nothing's guaranteed in life. And that's why people tune in. Did I read correctly that you've <coughs> offered to train Anthony Joshua? You did. You did hear correctly. But only if I can beat Deontay Wilder on Saturday night, because if I get beat too, then we'll be two losers together. Just like Wilder and fucking Malik Scott, really. (laughs) 
what do you feel like you could offer to him should you come through Saturday? I just feel like I could give him the, the mental toughness and I could give him the ability to, to beat Usyk in his fight. And I just feel like I'd be... I could give him the right instructions to do the job. Not that his own trainer can't, but there's a way you got to beat uh, Usyk and only I can teach him that. You said that you were wounded when he got beat. Yep, was that like an anticlimax. So no part of you was pleased that he lost? No, not at all. We was all in the front room saying, come on, win the fight. Come on, land a big right hand. Why would I be pleased? They just go 75 million down the toilet. So, you know, I wasn't pleased that he lost. Um, I was actually wanting him to win. Always want him to win because it's a rivalry, British rivalry, and I don't want no one else to knock him off apart from me. And that's it. Maybe they don't feel the same way. Like they're all praying that I lose this fight because then I'll be I'll be the same as them, an old beaten man. You know what I mean? Set about rotten. When you say they, all do you mean like Eddie Hearn, etc.? All of them. Wildest team. Everybody. Everyone in this division now will be praying that the Gypsy King loses on Saturday night. So then I can be like them, defeated. But if he goes to plant, then I'm going to roll on. Get a few sunbeds, grow my hair back a bit, grow a beard, eat a few fried eggs, boy. Get in the wagon, light a couple of fires, you know how we roll. Gypsy style, that's all. Tyson, can you see a way that he actually wins the rematch? A lot of people have a split opinion about that. Some people believe that he can't adapt in that time to beat him. Other people see that possibly he can. Do I think he can win the rematch? For sure. I think anyone can win heavyweight boxing, but he's got to do a lot of things differently than he did the first time. Try to outbox the boxer, which everyone said that before, and everyone thinks if he just goes forward and uses his strength, then he'll be able to win. But it's not so simple as that. It's not so simple. When you've got a fleet-footed box mover who's, who's slick and a southpaw, then he's always going to be um, hard to beat. What did you think of Bob Arum's suggestion that you come through Saturday, that you just go in next with Usyk, undisputed, let Joshua step aside, have another fight, and then fight after that? There's a lot to happen for that to happen. But I, don't, I don't think that's really um, a serious thing, to be honest. I don't think he's going to step aside and let anyone fight and all that sort of stuff, let me fight Usyk or whatever. But I've got my own um, stuff that I've got to take care of first. I've got my own business coming up. And no matter what anybody thinks, this is a tough fight. Whether it's a tough fight physically or in reality, it's a mentally tough fight. Because I've got to focus on this man like he's going to chin me in one punch. And if I don't, then that will happen. So it's a very serious fight for me. It's the biggest fight in my life, the toughest fight in my life right now. I've got to ask you, what, what, why does like every six or seven months is a blow-up between you and Dillian White on social media? Why is that? A blow-up? Yeah, there seems to be a social media blog every few months. You and Dillian White get into it. Do you know what? I like to keep people relevant because you never know when I need an opponent to set about an old bum dozer. And that's it. But he's got his own business to take care of with... Um, he's got his own business to take care of with um, the big Swede, Swedish Fish. How do you think he gets on that? I think he loses. I think Otto Wallen outboxes him. If he gets a fair decision. Okay, well, I understand that you are on your way to the gym now, so um, appreciate your time. Yep. Um, have you got anything else you'd like to add before we finish? 
Not really. I think I've talked myself into oblivion today over the last few hours. I've done lots of interviews and stuff, but, you know, I'm in good shape, I'm in good spirits, and by the time Saturday night comes, I'll be feeling cushy, ready to rock and roll. Well, Tyson Fury, wish you the best of luck on Saturday yeah. night. Everyone at home will be tuning in. Um, shame the fans aren't out here for you. I'm sure they would have come here in yeah, there. Yeah, of course. It's a shame, but what can you do? It's um, The times have changed, unfortunately. But you can still watch it in the UK, live and exclusive on BT Sport Box Office. And um, tune in. Get your uh, pay-per-view early. It's only going to be $118. <laughs> I'm only joking. <laughs> certainly is joking. Tyson Fury, thank you very much for talking to Eiffel TV and uh, yeah, best of luck again. Thanks for listening to the Eiffel TV podcast sponsored by William Hill in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network.